the world we know is changing. I'm Moira Gunn, and welcome to Biotech Nation. When is a medical technology company more than a medical technology company? When it sets out to solve problems greater than simply supplying just the best technology. Dave Pasitti is the president of Siemens Health and Ears. Well, Dave, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to see you. It seems like none of us can go into any medical setting without seeing a great variety of equipment with Siemens-associated labels. Still, I have to ask you about something else. I know, and in, in just preparing for this interview, I saw that in your college years, you were a big football player, and you went on to sign with the Miami Dolphins. Now, while I talk to a lot of company presidents, I don't get a lot of former NFL players. And I want to ask you, you got drafted, you were signed, you show up. When did it really hit you? I'm a Miami Dolphin. I think it hit me uh, when I had to run lots of wind sprints in that hot Miami heat. Um, And uh, it really hit me well then. And uh, so I, I wasn't drafted. I was a free agent. I was signed. Uh, way back in 1990, as you mentioned, I played uh, I played football in college at Villanova University, um, which my which my father went to Villanova as well, and many family members went there. So um, it, it, you know the, the the football thing was great. I signed a free agent contract in 1990. Um, it was a great part of my life, and as you can imagine, um, you know I'm a, I grew up from an Italian family, and uh, nobody played that football. They played a different kind of football, soccer. Yeah, yes. <laughs> What we call soccer, they call football. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And uh, it took a lot, a lot of years to sort of separate myself from football and let and make people believe I could do the job I'm doing today. But I will say, I don't think I would be as effective as I am if I didn't. If from my football background, I learned so much, especially about teamwork and collaboration, and in the in the, the desire to win and really desire to get better every day. Right, that's what you learn from playing such a tough team sport. And football was really hard, but I'll tell you what we're going to talk about today is even harder, right? The, a lot has to do with healthcare in the United States, and it's complex problems that we're working on. So uh, football gave me a good foundation, but I'm really excited about what I'm doing today and uh, really hopefully making a big impact our, our team is. Well, it was a, it's tough training, unavailable to me, thank goodness, <laughs> but, but good for you and good for Siemens Health and Ears. Now, yeah. as I said earlier, you'd be hard-pressed to go into a medical setting and not see a Siemens-associated label on equipment everywhere. Remind us, what is Siemens, and then what is Siemens Health and Ears in particular? Yeah, so Siemens has been a large industrial uh, conglomerate. Siemens AG, that's been around for well over 100 years, based in Germany. Siemens had a, Siemens had a medical division. It was just called Siemens Medical that was spun out into the market in 2017. And we got a new name, um, Siemens Health and Ears. And, uh, and that, then we became our own company. Uh, Siemens AG is a majority shareholder of, of Siemens Health and Ears, but but we you know are an independent company now, and uh, you know have our own stock symbol and on the exchange, and that all back, happened back in 2017. But we still obviously collaborate uh, well with our Siemens AG colleagues. So what's the difference, though? I mean, you're why why Health and Ears? What does that mean? So Health and Ears is really we're we're focused on healthcare. The other parts of Siemens are industrial companies like, uh, you know, uh, 
making trains and uh, airplane engines and uh, you know smart infrastructure and and um, uh, you know a, a lot to do in the there's, there's a Siemens energy business that has now spun off as well. So you know think of it as a very large industrial company. Um, Siemens Health and Ears is 100% focused in healthcare, and we make we make uh, medical products. Um, we had started out primarily as a diagnostic company, so imaging like MRIs and CAT scans. We have laboratory tests and we make laboratory equipment. But then uh, during COVID, we bought Varian, Varian, which is now a, a, a part of Siemens Health and Ears. A very old company, by the way, very old. Yeah, also. So, so there's a lot of lot of old companies around, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, and uh, yeah, Varian has a great legacy, but it's a radiation oncology company. So we're now actually delivering therapy, not just doing diagnostic work. And then, as you know, in a very difficult field, radiation oncology is is treating cancer patients. So, and we're really excited to have Varian as part of the team for the last couple of years. And it's been a, a, a great synergies between the two companies. Now, all of that I could find online. That's easy. But what I found fascinating is that you are going beyond, well, here's our diagnostics, here's our treatment equipment, here's all of this. You're going beyond that into health, if you will, in terms of, of the reach of what you're doing. Tell us about that. Yeah, so you know, and I may, I, said, I stated this earlier. Healthcare, no matter where you are in the world, is complicated, right? Uh, every every country's got a different system, and it all it has its flaws, and they have their benefits, right? So we know um, whether in uh, Latin America or South America or in the U.S., there's a lot of complexities in healthcare, and we've started a, a enterprise business that we call Value Partnerships. It's really focused on trying to solve the biggest challenges in healthcare. So. We're, we're, we're thrilled when someone wants to buy our equipment, right? And, and that's all we used to do. But now we come into an institution and say, how about we try to help you solve some of your biggest challenges? And some of those challenges could be workforce related. They could be driving efficiencies in the hospital. It could be around addressing uh, disparities in care. And, and, and we don't, certainly don't say that we can do healthcare better than a hospital, but we think we can help in certain areas. And, and we've taken on that challenge and we've started these value partnerships and we're, you know, we're thrilled to have them. Uh, you know, we only do a few a year and we have 150 of these partnerships worldwide and 21 of these partnerships in the U.S. specifically. Why these are important. And if you're a patient in a, in a healthcare institution, right? So if it's you, someone in your family or it's me, one of my kids, right? There are problems in our healthcare system. And what we're trying to do is address those problems. Um, Imagine you have to get a critical test done. You're a patient and you need an MRI done on your brain, right? But one of the challenges, because they're workforce, they're, they're short workers, that MRI can't happen for four months. That's a real scenario in today in, in the U.S. healthcare system in some places. And what we're doing with healthcare institutions, that's just one example, we're helping them address their workforce needs so people don't have to wait as long to get a test. Um, also, if you're someone who is uncomfortable, you know, getting care, right? Or, or you don't have access to care. Well, it gets harder if there's less workers, right? Because then the access is, you don't have as much access, right? So that's one of the problems we're working on in, in these partnerships that's really relatable to anyone. I know I, I call and I have to wait some so long to, to see a doctor, it, it's hard, right? Or get a test done. You know, I have, I have a, my youngest son is autistic. 
there's not a lot of pediatricians that are child early development pediatricians, right? So when my wife made the appointment, it took seven months to go see that physician. That's, that's a shortage, right? That's because there are shortages that in that case, there's a shortage of pediatric, pediatric physicians that specialize in, 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 in uh, ch children that have neuro problems. So there's one of the issues uh, that I think is very relatable for people to understand that we're helping institutions address. So you could have equipment standing there, but if you have no one operating it, <laughs> that doesn't, you can't get into it. You just can't get into it. You said it better than I did. That's exactly, that's exactly it, right? So there's a lot of ways to address that. One, you know, we believe that by you, you, utilizing technology, um, you can, we've learned now that we have utilizing technology, we can operate more than one piece of equipment with, le with less people, right? So using AI and automation, you can have a one technician run multiple MRIs as an example, right? Which helps if you don't, if you can't find four MRI techs, you have one tech that can run four MRIs as an example, right? So technology plays a role in this, right? Technology is super important, just like with doctors, we have artificial intelligence now that helps radiologists f look for things that maybe are not prescribed on the test. You know, if I had, a, if I'm a patient and I have pneumonia, okay, and the doctor writes a prescription, Dave, you need to go get a chest CT because I want to verify if you have pneumonia or something else is going on. We now have technology. When you get that uh, that CT for pneumonia, the CT tells the doctor this: Doctor, yes, Dave has pneumonia. But oh, by the way, sort of with a red green light system, you should be looking at these other things and following up with Dave that has nothing to do with his pneumonia, right? That's exactly where technology comes in. Exactly. exactly. It's not paying attention because because I analyze everything I know how to analyze, and there you are. Yeah, and and they're busy, right? So he a lot of times a doctor because they're so busy and they have to look at so many scans. In this example a day, they wouldn't have time to look for all those other things. That's why bringing it to their attention is super important. Um, so, so Jen, just another example where technology plays a role in addressing workforce shortage, but it goes, it, where it goes a step further. That's not the only way to do it. There's a little bit of, we have to roll up our sleeves and also find new workers, right? Technology is not going to solve all the problems. So uh, and one example that we can share with you, the SSM uh, in St. Louis, which is a large health system in the Midwest based in St. Louis, we're actually working with SSM, the health system, and the Urban League uh, in St. Louis to identify uh, candidates that might want to go to tech school to become a healthcare professional. And they're really looking in the underserved communities and the minority communities in, in St. Louis, where people might not even know about these jobs exist. And, and the Urban League will be sort of the host. And then between SSM and, and Siemens Health and Ears, we'll work together in creating the curriculum. You know, it takes time, but, but some of these programs, you don't need a college degree, depending on what it is, right? And you could go through like a certificate program to get certified to be, whether it's a rad tech or, or something, or laboratory tech or a phlebotomist. Um, so we, we got to do a more than one way, technology and the old grassroots effort of really trying to find the workers of the future. I like that. Yeah, no, it's great. S stand on a street corner and say, hey, want a career? <laughs> you know, that's good. Exactly. People are looking for that, you know. So it's, it's exciting, the work that we're doing. And, and we obviously, we don't do it by ourselves. We're doing it with our partners, right? 
And correct me if I'm wrong, but you're also working with the University of Missouri. I mean, developing curriculum for biomedical engineering. I mean, what what is that about? Yes, correct. It's and it's a great example. So at the University of Missouri, which I'm actually going there uh, t- today, um, they they we work together collaboratively with the university there. They they have a biomedical engineering program. What we worked with them on was creating a certificate program. Some of it was funded by the state of Missouri, so we got a grant. You know, uh, the, the university did, and we created a clinical engineering program that that actually takes these students and they get certified in how to fix our equipment. Um, and they get, you know, get a job, they come work for Siemens Health and Ears, they can work for the University of Missouri, they can work for another health system, or they can work for another company. Um, but it's a very creative idea that the teams came up with. First of all, there's a lot of, there's more dollars out there at the state and federal level for workforce development, especially in healthcare, because everyone knows this is a problem, right? We have a shortage of workers. Um, also in other fields, as you know, too, but in healthcare is super important. So um, we're also trying to tap into those funds with universities or and medical institutions so that we can access and create new training programs. And we're spending a lot of time in creating curriculum for those training programs. And our team has been involved in developing that uh, curriculum. We were also involved in, the, in the helping uh, with the grant writing process, as an example, too. Um, so it, it's been it's been a great uh, it's been a great example of, of two great organizations, University of Missouri and Siemens Health and Years working together to to create meaningful new jobs in the marketplace. Now it's one thing to work with the medical centers. It's one thing to to go out and you know develop all these workers and get education for them so that they could participate not just with you but anywhere in the field here where we're, you're really working on that but there's another program that you have that I thought was pretty fascinating and it's this mobile mammography unit it this would be breast cancer screening or what I call it, the truck you're taking the truck tell us about this yeah no it's a great one um and so, yes, we, we have a, 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 a truck, a, a large RV almost, I would call it. Uh, and it, you walk into it and it looks like a, very much like an aesthetic setting. And you're walking into a procedural room at a hospital, like, like if you were getting a mammography, you know, and it has our equipment in there. So uh, we have some wonderful examples. We've done this all around the country. We've done it at Wake Med. We've done it at MUSC. We've done it at the University of Pennsylvania. We've done it at Missouri. And we're, and we're looking forward to do it more places. So the way it works is we bring the truck. It's a Siemens Healthy Nears truck. It has our equipment in it. And we go into a local town with one of our partners. And we set up shop. We actually set up shop with the, with the, tr- with the truck. Not at the hospital, because you're not really reaching people if you go to the hospital. That's one of the problems. Sometimes people are intimidated going to the hospital. So we might be at the Walmart parking lot in Philadelphia. We were in a, a high school parking lot. Uh, we were at a church parking lot in, in another town. Um, we went into my hometown of Upper Darby, Pennsylvania, and we're in a supermarket parking lot. And it was, I have to say, it was incredibly powerful to see. So the, the, the patients we're targeting, obviously females, they don't have insurance, and a lot of them never even had a mammography. What's scary, Moira, is some of these women were well over the age of 60 and never had a mammography. Um, and the partner institution that we're dealing with, they bring their staff to help run the equipment. Our staff does the registrations. We have to make sure everything's set up. We need security. We need to have power, right? There's a lot of logistics. You have to work with the state on getting everything approved. 
Um, so we've gotten really good at the logistical piece. And we'll sometimes we'll be there for a couple of weeks. I think, uh, uh, you know, in, in, in certain instances, in a couple of weeks, we've scanned over 300, close to 400 women uh, at Wake Med and, and at MUSC and, and, and in University of Pennsylvania, as an example, and at and the University of Missouri. And unfortunately, sometimes something is found and the hospital agrees to follow those patients and follow up on those patients. OK, so um, it, it, it's just been wonderful. It, it, I mean, it, it, to me, it's this is why we do what we do. Right. Uh, it's very powerful. Um, you, it, it feels like for some reason um, when we bring the truck to an area that people are more comfortable, it gets a lot of people. In fact, in, in some cases where we haven't had enough available slots. We filled up two weeks worth of scanning, right? Um, and we've had to stay longer to try to get everybody. You know, we do, you know, uh, social media advertising. We advertise through the local churches and schools so people know about it. Kids tell their parents. The other thing that's been so fascinating about this is at the same time, and I gave you the example one time we did it at a high school, maybe twice we've done it at a high school now. We've actually had the kids come out and they ask about what are you doing? And this is how they learned about careers in healthcare, which is, I mean, is that's like a, you know, that's like a grand slam. A twofer. Yeah. It's a twofer. Twofer. Yeah. All right, grand slam. Right. All of it. Yeah. We're, we're taking care of people that don't have insurance, the underserved community, and we're also finding potential workers of the future. So it's just a win-win, and, and we're so proud of the team. Our team does a great job. Of course, all of our partners, all these healthcare institutions I mentioned, they do a great job, and it's 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 very it's powerful. It's emotional, right? It's it's a big deal. Well, I I just have to say this has really been terrific, Dave. Going forward, is this the big vision, or or is there even bigger vision for you? Yeah, you know, it's a great question, I, and I think about that a lot because, you know, and I'll, I'll answer it. I promise I'll answer it. But but things change so fast in healthcare, so we got to be flexible. And I, and I'll give you examples why I say that. You know. A couple of years ago, if I went to a healthcare institution and I talked to a CEO, they were only talking about one thing. Well, that was COVID, right? How could you help us? You know, we have all this stuff going on with COVID. Uh, then as a result of COVID, we had the workforce topic, right? Because a lot of people left the workforce, right? That, that was hard being a healthcare worker during COVID and people decided to retire. Um, and then, you know, today, if you talk to them, they say, you know, sustainability is a topic, right? You know, we're trying to do things in a more carbon neutral fashion and, you know, healthcare throws out a lot of carbon, right? At a hospital, right? And they're not the most energy efficient places. So now we're working on how do we help them with some of those problems? Um, so if I think about the big vision, I mean, ultimately we want to really impact healthcare in a meaningful way, right? We really want to do that. We want to help our partners. We want to be very customizable. And we say, look, tell us where your pain points are. And we'll be honest with you and tell you if we can help you or if we can't help you. And and um, and we sort of put our money where our mouth is and we really try to do things that make a big impact. Sometimes the problem is around efficiencies or driving out costs. Right. Um, and and we, we, we work on those on those things uh, as well. Well, I'll tell you, Dave, uh, I think that if if any of your employees listen to this, they're going to be in total fear that you're going to make them run wind sprints. It's like, you know, okay, first we're going to run down the field. Hey, I got a couple of them. I think I'll do that anyway. <laughs> That's terrific. I really appreciate you coming in. I hope you come back. See us again. Yeah, thank you so much. Dave Pasitti is the president of Siemens Health and Ears. More information is available at Siemens. 
That's S-I-E-M-E-N-S, Siemens-Healthineers.com. Listen to more biotech podcasts at biotechnation.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Biotech Nation is a regular feature of the weekly public radio program, Tech Nation. Listen to the full show via podcast or on your local public radio station. For Biotech Nation, I'm Moira Gunn.